0: وَلَا أَنَا عَابِدٌ مَا what, what tense is this? The tense is quite interesting. Because وَلَا أَنَا عَابِدٌ وَلَا أنا Seems to imply present and future. مَا Seems to imply what? Past tense. Now here, present, future, and past. In one verse. Do, do 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 you see the shift in tenses in this verse Quite fascinating now you can start to see the, the gap the separation between the ibadah of the of of, of one group and the ibada of another group because it is it covers past present and tense and, and future there is another issue when it says wala ana wala ana if you are using normal Arabic grammar, what should you say? You want to be absolutely correct. You say "wala ana abidun man abatu." You know why? Man is used in the case of that that does not have thinking ability. Man is used in, in the case of that which is conscious and does think. So. If you say, man a rajul man man the man, who's the man, you don't say, ma a right? For a person, you always, you always refer to men. Now, look, look at the verse, which says, ولا انا عابدون ما عبدتم ولا انتم عابدون ما اعبد. It should have said, man a'bud. Because Allah is aql or not aql. Aql. Allah is aql. So why does it say ma As if Allah is not aql. It should have said man a'bud. Isn't that an interesting point? Where it say and you do not worship. It should say and you do not worship who I worship. Instead it says you do not worship what I worship. Now that's an interesting issue. Because then that should raise a very serious issue in our mind. Some have said it they did this littanasuq. Lit in other words, for the purposes of synchronicity, so that it will all flow. Because when you refer to the idols, do you use who or what? What? Right? So it so it referred to Allah as what? For the purposes of synchronicity. In other words, style. The problem though, that's not good style. Let's say you worship the sun. Do I come and say, who do you worship or what do you worship? What do you worship? Okay? Now, what this view is saying is that because I, it used what in referring to the idols, it used what in referring to Allah as well. That's that's rather a weak point. It's a weak point because, for the purposes of style, we're going to refer to Allah as what? Doesn't seem to be good manners. Unless ma can be used when it refers not to a aqil, rational being, but to a sifa. What's a sifa? Adjective. This then will bring us to a very significant point. Imagine if it was saying this. What you worship is falsehood. What I worship is the truth. Can you use what here? You can. Now, if I said who you worship is falsehood, who I worship is the truth, can you use it? What I worship is the truth. What you worship is falsehood. Now here the verse the ayah is correct. Then the usage of ma is correct. It doesn't need is a is a is a cannot kind of sufa if it's what is being pointed to is a sufa. Sufa means um an attribute or a characteristic or an adjective. If that is the case. Then in fact you use you Use what? You don't use men. You don't use who. Right? What you worship is falsehood. What I worship is the truth. But then. A'bud is not purely worship. Because worship is what? What is worship? Worship is let's say a salah. When I do an act of worship. Then I am worship. Worshiping Allah. Who is a But. If A'bud refers to a, if refers to a situation or a condition like a status of truth or a status of truthhood instead of falsehood then it's a completely different dynamic put differently as well they said that mahir here is مصدريه. It's as if it's saying la وَلَا تَعْبُدُونَ عِبَادَتِي Okay. Here, the meaning changes. We are not talking about who you're worshipping and who am I worshipping. It is not talking about this area. It's not talking about, you know guys, I worship Allah and you don't worship Allah. So you go worship what you want to worship and I worship Allah. And basically saying the same thing all over again. But what it is saying is, is I engage in a process of, of ibadah that is different from the process of ibadah that you are engaging in. You are in a state of ingratitude. You are in a state in which you refuse the interactive dynamic relationship with Allah. So it is, you are in a state it's a state that you're in. I am in a completely different state. In my state, in my state, and the way we talked about ibadah and these halakas, in my state, the dynamic, interactive relationship engaged in with Allah is a process. It's a state and a process that yields very different results. And yields very different results in the past. It's yielded very differently in the past. It will yield different revo- results in the present. It yields different results in the present. And it will yield different revo- results in the future. We are different. We will be different. In the sense that the states we are in are very different. And that is why. Ma is used. Because it is a state of falsehood. And a state of truth. Now note here. What it seems to be telling you. Because it says declare. When it says. Qul Allahu ahad. Here the command is not to go. And stand in a mall. And declare who Allahu ahad. This is not an imp- imperative command. To declare Allah But it's saying it's, it's as if it's an imperative command To you To you To believe Something So what is it here That you're being told to believe in? What is the imperative command That you are told To believe in? You are Told To believe That you are In a very different state A very different process A very different status Than the kafirun. The kafirun, the point, is not whether they're technically Muslim or not Muslim, but those who engage in something revealed by the very last verse. Lakum, dinukum, waliya, din. Now, when you look at this, you say, dinukum, okay? Waliya dinukum is the, the, you have the the possessive here. Walīyah should be what dini possessive. But look at your copies of the Quran. Dini. What should what should you have as the last letter? Yeah, there's a kasra. There's only one kasra. Nothing has been taken out. If it's possessive, if it's possessive, then it must be d and with iya at the end. Or if a letter has been taken out, what should you find? You could say, waliya al-din, the religion, right? But it doesn't say that. There, there is no ya, and there is instead a now some have said that there should be some transmissions, but it's such a minority that we drop them. Now that raises a very important, a very interesting point. Why is there no possessive yak after deen? If it is dini, why a kasra and no possessive yak, the ya of possession? Deenukum, what is deen? Deen is your debt, deen is your way. Once you add the possessive to the word deen, it becomes your ada your habit. So if I said, if I talk about myself and I say, Deeni. And, my my habit is to wake up in the morning that that's that's correct it's valid and that's why we can say my habit is it's another extraction from the word once you have the possessive then it becomes your habit your tradition if I say la then I have my habit and my tradition, but that would that is exactly the whole point. You can't have it that way. Dinukum you feedul hasr. This is another way of saying it. Dinukum you feedul hasr. Al hasr. Hasr means what? In all inclusiveness. In all, why all inclusiveness? Because you define it through your habits and your tradition. Deen, without the possessive, la yufidul hasr. That makes sense, because if I say, if, if, think about it, if I say, la yufidul hasr means what? It's not all inclusive. Why? If I say, mug, is this all inclusive of the category? If I say, my mug, how many mugs is included in my statement? One. If I say mug, is it one mug? Not necessarily. Just mug. It's it, it's it's a category of mugs. So when I said dinukum, this is as if say I've said my mug, your mug. That's inclusive or not inclusive? Inclusive. it, it the category is one. How many mugs? One mug. But if I, so here it's as if it's saying, your mug and my, and your mug and mug. This is as if it said that. So, deenukum It's all inclusive. Deen la Because I left out the yeah la It is not all inclusive. All inclusive. So, you, have your dean restricted, yeah. Instead of inclusive. It restricts the category to one or not or non restricted. Okay. So you have your dean with the possessive deenukum. In other otherwise what? Your way. Because what is deen? What did we say deen? Deen is your tradition. Your way, your debt. Your responsibility. All of that is captured in the word deed. You have your way. Which is a product of your tradition. Is a product of your tradition and your practice. And I have a way. Which is not a product of a tradition or a practice. But a thought. That would have been lost. If it said... وَلِيَ دِينِي See how meticulous the Qur'an is? Fascinating. That that deen is not a product of a tradition. I am not a part of the construction of the method. In other words, that interaction dynamic between Allah, this ibadah between Allah and myself, It is not something that I subjectively construct in the way that my traditions dictate to me. So what is fascinating here, while ibadah implies the individual interaction and individual interaction between Allah and yourself, but the rules for this ibadah seem to be non-possessive, non-individual, and not subject to your own tradition. So then, this goes back again to who's a kafir? Who's a kafir? Ya And then reiterates again. It's as if it's insisting on it before it introduces the whole moral. You have your way that you constructed out of your fancy out of your whim, out of your whimsicalness, out of your traditions, out of your culture. And I have a way, as if this way, way has been suspended from the whimsical, fantastical, subjective, traditional element. This then creates an obligation that the way in which we explore the dynamic, interactive relationship with Allah, cannot be a product, which is again consistent as we will see with many, many verses in the Quran, cannot be a product of your own subjective tradition, culture, experience, simply a product of your own subjective tradition, culture, experience, or cannot be a product of your own whim and subjective thinking. So there is a definite objective element that is going to separate you from the rest of humanity. This is captured by the whole notion of Hijrah, by the way, migration, in which you, as a Muslim, migrate, disassociate, from the way other human beings see life, this, of course, has all types of implications. Because the vast majority of of, of Muslims, of human beings, do things because that's the way they saw their parents do them. But as we learn early on in Islam, it's as if it is not enough. In fact. If you do something simply because you're imitating your sheikh and you don't understand why, but you simply do it because you're imitating your sheikh, does it count? In Islam? No, it doesn't. It doesn't count. If you do something simply because you're imitating your parents, Islam is the only religion that said it doesn't count. Even if you're right, it doesn't count. And in fact in the opinion of some of a good number of jurists, that When you reach the age of maturity, you must retake the shahada. Because simply being in the shahada, in a state of shahada, is not enough. Now, you want to know what this dynamic relationship, this of course refers back to the notion of sirat al-mustaqim. Because we talked about the sirat al-mustaqim, that it is not simply the same old, same old of human beings. But this is something, an interaction with Allah that puts you in a situation or a condition in which you break away from the commonalities of human practice and human conduct to a new way of seeing things, feeling things, interacting, dealing, and so on and so forth. So you are very much a human like all other. But the dynamic that you are engaged in is very different from others. Now, several points about this, uh, this this surah which is distinctive by the lines of demarcation and separation which it sets between those who are in a state of ibadah towards Allah and those who aren't. Because Look again at how many times it repeats it, emphasizes it, reaffirms it. It's as if it's and with each emphasis, the gulf between you and the others become wider. So it seems that, yes, there is an element, there is an insistence of uniqueness between those who are in a state of ibadah and those who are not in a state of ibadah. This go back, goes back to the question we originally raised at the beginning of the halaqa of, well, how distinctive of this way? How separate of this way? And we said that simply to say there are different laws is a very superficial way of looking at it. To say there are separate laws really doesn't mean that it's a very different way. It only means there are different laws. But this surah seems to be saying that no, in fact, in substance, it's a very different dynamic and a very different interaction. Several Quranic commentators, particularly among the Ahl al-Hadith, have said that this verse, "lakum dinukum وَلِيَ دِينٍ or this whole surah is abrogated. Why? If you notice that the surah begins with harsh language, and then it ends in sort of a soft way. A soft way in what sense? Not really soft, but it says, you have. it's as if saying, you have your way and I have a way. You have your way and I have a way, right? It's as if it's saying, live and let be. You go your way, I go my way. Several of the Al Hadith said that this is inconsistent with the surahs or the verses on jihad. Because it seems to be saying you can live the way you want and I live the way I want. And consequently, they concluded that this either this verse or the whole surah has been abrogated. I think that's 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 wrong. Number one, it is not necessarily saying you have your way, I have my way. There's no need. I mean, it's go ahead, do what you want. I go ahead and do it. In other words, it's not advocating a, 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 a point of moral relativity. It is advocating a form of separateness in consciousness, in being. Now, they are bothered by the fact that in recognizing the separateness of being and consciousness, it it seems to lift the obligation upon you to make all people of the same degree of consciousness. In other words, because it doesn't say you have your way, I have a way, and I will force you to follow my way; that it must be abrogated. Well, how about the the uh, the verses which say that most people, even if you want, will not be believers. Even though, even if you want people to believe, most of them will not be believers. How about the verses that says we've made people different, and they will remain different? Well, al-Hadiths have said that all of these are abrogated as well. Well, I mean, then you get into whether they have this idea of dinukum waliyadeen. I mean, obviously, there, there, there is a desire for homogeneity, for people to be the same, eventually all people to be the same, and an insistence that anything that seems to call into question that people can be clo- clones of each other to cl- to, to question the the the, uh, the applicability of that anymore to say well it's been abrogated. I think that's a very subjective ideological stand. that basically because of one verse that in the Quran that you read, that this is the ayat is says, which says you know uh, fight the unbelievers and wherever you find them, kill them and so on. Simply because of that one verse, which could be understood in many different contexts, but you read it to mean, force everyone to become a Muslim. Simply because of that, then you conclude that every other verse that creates any ripple of complexity is abrogated. I mean, again, uh, uh, portrays a very unidimensional, very unifocus mentality. Everything has to, you know, go in a certain streamline and a certain way that there's no deviation and no 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 complexity in it and so on. I mean, it's it's very interesting that the and and this is consistent. I mean, you always find in added Hadith this incredible ten- tendency to rid anything in the Islamic tradition of any ripple, ripples of complexity. Anything that poses complexity uh, is is thrown away as either abrogated or unauthentic or, or fabricated or whatever. The other issue that, that had come up around the surah is a tendency, a cultural tendency that arose among Muslims uh, to say, when people disagree, they have an argument with each other, to finish the argument by saying, uh, to sort of uh, use the verse To say you have your way I have my way And jurists didn't like that And they said you know a Muslim should not say that to a Muslim Because it is If nothing else simply impolite uh, Minimizing the value of what the Quran is talking about So you know you have a disagreement over a car <clears throat> Or over uh, who to marry and you use this verse then you know it sort of trivializes what this verse is talking about that's the word the looks for that it trivializes what the importance and the significance of what uh this surah is talking about it's not talking about disagreements uh it is talking about a difference in the construction of consciousness and the dynamic of living itself